Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Are you excited to be in church this morning? Oh, if your neighbor is not looking excited, you you have my permission to change your neighbor. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, you are about to be blessed. This is the most important part of the service. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 3.16 says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Hallelujah. This morning you are about to receive the word of God that will bring instruction, that will instruct you as to which way to go, that will lead you to live the kind of life that God expects you to live. It will set you on the right path. It will bring direction. It will bring a change in your life. It will speak to every situation that you are going through this morning. And you are very blessed because you are in the best church in the world. And it is the best church because we have the most anointed pastor. We have the best pastor. We have the best shepherd. We have the best preacher. We have the best evangelist. Put your hands together and let us welcome our another day in your presence. I pray, Lord, that you speak a word to us that will lift us up, encourage us, challenge us, help us, make us better than when we came. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Lift up your Bible. Don't take your seat yet. Just lift up your Bible. And if you don't have a soft copy Bible, it's about time. A hard copy, I beg your pardon. You better start doing something about it. Lift up your Bible. We want to make our confession. 
<laughs> outside oh you don't have bibles goodness gracious <laughs> at the back at the side lift it up this is my bible i am what it says i am i have what it says i have i can do what it says i can do today i'll be taught the word of god i'll never be the same never 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 i'll never be the same in jesus name amen and amen god bless you take your seat hallelujah are you happy to be in church this morning hey are you happy to be in church this morning i certainly am happy to be in church and i'm happy to see you here this morning hallelujah amen ask your neighbor have you started learning yet have you started you know some of you are still on holiday mode yeah Ashes, i'm not sure you are awake today you don't have enough chairs so you better find some in the next few minutes wow a couple of announcements before we um move on this coming week we have the art of evangelism conference amen now it begins on tuesday evening tuesday 6 p.m and as for tuesday i'm expecting all of you to be here now wednesday morning evening thursday morning evening friday morning and evening if you have a gap in your timetable some of you do make it a, a, an appointment to be here amen and every evening also try to be here it is very important tell anybody it is what because some of you since you were born you have not won a soul before as at now your currency of souls in heaven is exactly equal to zero if i'm lying please tell your neighbor how many souls you have won to the lord just tell them right now tell them that you just tell me you have a couple of million and i'll be okay with you <laughs> some of you too you won one soul we are in year 2022 the last time you won a soul was in what you were just born you were working in diapers in 1998 that's the last soul you won <laughs> hallelujah and the men who are coming to speak to us are people that you want to hear i said they are what people that you want to hear our first speaker who starts off with us on tuesday is Reverend Aaron. I have known him. <laughs> I have known him since he was a student like you. And even at that time, as a young man, on a campus surrounded by Muslims, he was a fiery soul winner. And he has kept it up until today. Definitely he has something to say. Are you there? When I'm about to go on my tours preaching, or doing crusades i go to his office the person who prays for your pastor you must know that he's not a small man oh yeah i just it's true last the one time i was going on some tour of uh what crusades i looked at the terrain i said i need somebody who knows what i'm going to face yeah and i picked up my can i went to his office today he's at the top of a very major organization in church in town but I went to his office and we spoke and we talked and when we were done, he prayed a prayer. Are you there? So such a person has something to say to you. Tell your neighbor, such a person has something to say to you. And then it will be picked up on Wednesday and Thursday by somebody I am privileged to call a friend. Somebody who walks on the right-hand side of Bishop Dark Heward Mills. 
somebody who has his own crusades, somebody who is a mighty church builder, somebody who is also a very clever man. He is a doctor by profession, a radiologist, and he has put it aside now to preach the gospel and wild things are going on in his ministry. You do not want to miss Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo on Wednesday and on Thursday. So he'll begin with us Wednesday morning and evening, Thursday morning and evening. Tell anybody you cannot miss. And then to bring in the final curtain. Tell anybody the final curtain. Starting on Thursday evening before Bishop he will say something small and continuing through Friday is a lovely man. Tell your neighbor, a lovely man. He is the founder and the bishop of the Love Economy Church. He has been a follower of Bishop Dag since he was a young boy in 1999. And it is very clear. He currently has one of the fastest growing churches in the in the country are you there when i say fastest growing at 10 years he has done what some people have used their lifetime to do and he's still on the move are you there if you just cross to the other side of new sites you see a church like this one and it is booming tell your neighbor it is what it is booming definitely he knows something about winning souls and he's gonna be here He'll join us on Thursday and then he'll take us through to the conclusion. I don't know why. Tell me, but I don't know why you miss it. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why you miss it. I know you're going to try to convince me that you are very serious and you are learning and you are something, something. I've been here a long time. I know your type. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Well, today I'm going to try to finish off something which I started some time ago. We started talking about how to change. Seven great principles of a great change. Wow, is it a good, uh, good thing to listen to? Yeah, because it's not only that you are born again and your spirit is renewed, but eventually there must be some change. And you cannot continue as you were. Tell your neighbor, we can't continue like that. We cannot continue like that. Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. Are you in the church tonight? Today? Okay. Powerful. Okay. So I'm going to just give you a brief summary because some of you were in and out, you know, at some part. So you may have got part principle one, but you were not here when we did principle three. So let me just quickly, you know, take you through and then, are you there? And then we will end with the last two or three points today. Is it a good idea? Now, we started by saying that after you are born again, a great change will come into your life if you grow up spiritually. Are you there? Ask your neighbor, are you growing? Are you growing? Are you feeding your spirit? You see, because if you don't feed your spirit, there will be no growth at all. So you need to feed your spirit. Hallelujah. This is not a physical thing, you see. You are praying. You are... Please, when they say move, just do it quickly so that we can move on with the service. Just move. Just move. Thank you. All right. I think that's one we were all here. Huh. And we went on to say that after you're born again, a great change will come into your life if you renew your mind with the word of God. There are so many areas in life. So maybe you are sitting down there and you've been saying that, oh, I can give you an example. 
if you are walking around, you say that giving offering is a bad thing in church. But when you, no, it's true. If you just read, if you just read the comedians who are writing things in papers, you will not be able to be serious at all. Are you here? And so I'm saying that you open the Bible and you read it and you see that we keep on giving you a scripture and it renews your mind that, oh, not knowing that it's something God asked us to do. Not knowing that it is part of our worship. Are you seeing it? So you renew your mind. I remember that I used to think that, what is the point of marriage? Yeah. It was my mind as an unbeliever. I said that no matter the man you marry, after a while he'll go and play games. So I don't see why. So, okay, I would like to have children. Then I'll marry. Then I'll have children. Once I've had my children, he can do whatever he likes. Yeah, that was my mind as an unbeliever. You see. Meanwhile, I came from a home that didn't have those problems. Sometimes you are from a house where daddy has his own children, mommy has his own children, then mommy and daddy have children together. And so you may be skeptical, but I didn't have any reason for it. Are you there? Yeah, that was my mind. Until I opened the Bible. And the Bible, what? A man shall leave his and cleave to his wife. It didn't say wives. It didn't also say Adam and Steve. It didn't also say Eve and Eve. It said Adam and Eve. One man, one wife. Are you there? One man, one what? One wife. <laughs> then it said they should cleave. So not that you are living in your father's house. You see. Listen, typical guys. The woman lives somewhere. The man lives somewhere. Maybe it's a dying culture, but that is our culture. Then in the evening, she'll go and bath, powder herself, then she'll carry her basket, then she's crossing. Serious, I was here. Are you there? I have an aunt who has six children. Up till today, if I meet her husband, I'm not sure I recognize him. Yeah, because she continued to live in my grandmother's house, and the guy was down the road. And we used to laugh that he only comes to the house to beat one of the children or to make another child. <laughs> and my aunt would get up and be going with her basket. But for her powder. That is not what the Bible says. So It says cleave. Are you seeing it? So when you become a, a believer, you open the Bible, then what you see there, you do it. And then you begin to see that you begin to change. What often happens is that we see the one we like, and then we do it. And the one we don't like, no. That, you know, we decide we have not seen. Tell your neighbor, you better see. You better see. You better see. Then we went on. I'm not even sure if I touched on this point, but I'll touch on it now because I'm finishing this um, series. You know, when you're, after you're born again, a great change will come into your life if you listen to a lot of preaching. You know, you may grow up with the FM on all the time. In the FM, it gives you a kind of mind. On the FM, all the people with nothing to do, they are talking. Aha. Have you seen that you're quiet? You just leave your FM on from morning to night you will see that you'll be gradually becoming more and more stupid. Gradually. Gradually. Because you will hear arguments that are not arguments. 
discussions that are not discussion. For every one wise person who comes to speak, there will be five idiots. Yes. It's unfortunate. You see, it's unfortunate. Master, man, why are you insulting us? I'm not insulting, I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just telling you the truth. Your mind will become some way. Because what you listen to, you become as you know what you listen to. Thank you for the scripture. You see. But here's the scripture. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if instead of the FM and instead of the, uh, what do you call them? Jojo, there's a, row, a chair you can have over here. Just by Ohema, there's a chair there. If by hearing the word of God constantly, your faith is built, you also discover that you become a stronger person. Are you with me? Just as you listen to the word of God. I'm not talking about entertainment. I'm talking about word of God. You know what I mean when I say entertainment? You know, there are these clips around that are meant for entertainment. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm talking about listening to the word of God. Ask your neighbor, when last did you listen to a preaching that was not in a church, but it, you now, you just decide to listen? When last? And if your neighbor is not minding, you tell them, have you seen your life? All of you are there, but have you seen your life? <laughs> have you seen your life? Because you don't listen to preaching. <laughs> you don't listen. So your mind is some way. You see? And these days, you don't even have to pay for it. The podcasts are there. I highly recommend Bishop Dagger with Moses' podcast. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Amen. Not only because he's my pastor, but also because he preaches the true word, a solid word right from the Bible. Not somebody's opinion, not somebody's feeling, not somebody's desire, but what the word of God says. He recently preached a camp, a camp eunuchs in the, in the king's palace. He is a fantastic message. You begin to understand a lot of reasons, a lot of things. Some of you, the reason why you cannot do well, you are being castrated by your family. Hey! The house you are from is castrating you, so you better know how to move away. No, it's true. Yeah. Mm. Some of you are from homes that are against God, but it is hidden by religiosity. Let's go to church. We spent two hours in church. That's enough. Hey, two. That's one cry, one and a half. If the pastor makes a mistake and goes five minutes over, then they are looking at their watch. Some of you, you are like that. You are like that. Yeah, like that. That's why you time the service and then you say, let me arrive at 8, 8.30 then I'll be here. They'll be done around by 10, 10.30. Then anyone... <laughs> Last week, I began to talk to you about the Holy Spirit and we dealt with the next principle. After you are born again, a great change will come into your life when you are endued with the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. One of the best gifts that God ever gave to us was the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And Jesus was the one who told us, I have to go. But as I'm going, I leave with you a comforter. Master, I thought by now you have gone into John and brought me. Ah, you are doing well. Thank you very much. John 14. <laughs> I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. He goes on to say the comforter is the Holy Spirit. Are you there? Even the spirit of truth whom the world 
cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So when you give your life to Christ, he dwells with you. Are you there? But then he comes to be in you. Now that word comforter has a number of, of um, what do you call it, other meanings. You see, it's like, eh, give me a word that means more than one thing. No credit in tree. It means what? Truthfulness. But it also means loyalty. Meanwhile, loyalty and truthfulness, they are two very different things. But it's the same word in tree. Are you in the house? Yeah. In many languages, God is notorious for such words. Yeah, that's why any, any language with a lot of words like that is very difficult to learn. Because same word, different pronunciations, and it means different things. You know, some of you, you know that sometimes I like to ask you to translate. It's basically different nuances on one word. You are looking at me. I was going to ask you what it means. You see, but it's basically the same word. Mr. Ashley, don't you speak Ghana? <laughs> He's already saying forgive. <laughs> I'm looking for some guns here. There's a bona fide one sitting right in front of me. Joel, don't you speak? Uh, you speak. Uh, then nye, 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 nye. I'm sure you've heard me say it before. Okay, then I cannot use you. I'm looking for someone who hasn't heard me say it before. See now, you've heard me say it before. Even if I ask the girls to explain it, they'll be looking at us. But it's basically one word. Your mother cannot hate you. That's what it means. In the same way, that word comforter, in the original language of the Bible, the Greek, is the word the paraclete. It means comforter. But it means so much more than comforter. It means teacher. Are you there? Teacher. You are there. You are having a hard time with something. Invite him to teach you. He will teach you. You can't understand the word of God. Ask him. He will teach you. Are you there? But he's not limited to the word of God. He will teach you what you need to know. Hey. I said hey. It also, that same word also means helper. How many need help? If you don't know that you need help, when campus really opens, you're going to need it. Can you not already sense that it is becoming very some way? Somebody was sending me a text from his lecture room telling me that he was in a five-hour lecture. I can't even perceive it. What is the use of a five? I, I can't perceive it. Can you understand it? A five-hour lecture. So I was asking myself, ah, is there one person who's going to be talking the five hours or what? I, I don't understand. Do you understand it? Somebody too was telling me that he too, as he has come to school, they have changed the, the timetable now. They finish at 9 p.m. every day. If you don't call for some help, that comes from somewhere. Some people, they only went to walk inside the classroom. They have already landed two assignments. It's like we were just, oh. We were just playing that we have come to school. We are just playing. We said we are waiting for court to say, to finish, to something, something, something. Am I talking to some people? You stand there, I need help. You need help from somewhere. You are there. Your mother and father, they say they are divorcing and then they are dividing you into two. 
trespassing. If God does not help you. No, but is it not true? Yeah. When they are divorcing, they hardly ever leave their children like that. You will feel as if they have taken cutlass to divide you into two. You'll be there, not then your mother will come and report, uh-huh, don't you want to live with me? How do you answer such a question? As you are a child. Then as your mother is asking the question, your father who pays the fees is watching you. If you like, answer, let us see. <laughs> if you like, answer, let us see. Hey! Tell your neighbor, we need help. We need help. We need help. You say that you are in love with the guy, but you can see that he's bad for you. You need help to get away. Hey! You can see that the girl is toxic. But Charlie, hey! Am I talking to somebody this morning? Your, t- your pocket is empty. And you know that home too is empty. Hey! Look, push your neighbor and say, I need help. I need help. But you, your, your help, it cannot, you cannot help me. You cannot help me. Are you there? Some lectures, when they enter the room, now you know that you need help. To be in this course there, I need help. <laughs> medical students, if you're in a proper medical school, when you enter the first day, you will know that something is about to be forged before you know that I need help. Just one lecture, the first lecture on the first day, look at all the notes. On one day, one day, your one exercise book you brought is already full. The first lecture is is full. (laughs) But I tell you, there's a helper. There's a helper. The Holy Spirit is your helper. I've always trusted him to help me with exams. I tell him, look, Holy Ghost, the questions can only be five. Or they can only be seven. I cannot learn everything. Help. And he has always helped me. Pastor, how has he helped you? Different ways. There are times when I'm trying to study, read something. It's not working. Like, move on, move on. I move on and it goes. When I go and see the one that I couldn't read, it's not there. The one I could read is there. Yeah. You're trying to work some past question. And you're about to jump over one. Somebody said, no, 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 don't jump. Solve it. Answer it. When you get to the exam, as it was, so it is. Oh, I, t- I thought you'd be clapping for the Holy Spirit by this time. You see, you have not been adding him to your learning. That's why you are not aware. Amen. You'll notice that sometimes when I'm praying for you, I say, Lord, even the ones who have been very foolish and they have not learned, even though, please, have mercy and help. Yeah. And I tell you, we have had all kinds of testimonies in this church. All kinds. Are you there? I said, are you there? Yeah. yeah. All kinds of testimonies. A medical student was telling me, said he was approaching the door. He was the next person to enter. And the student before him had just come out. And as he got to the door, he heard the external examiner saying, I don't know why they think it is a stroke. He said, oh. <laughs> then when I enter, no matter how it looks, it's not a stroke. Hey! Help had come from somewhere. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Help. Hallelujah. Then, I'm just showing you the meanings of that word, paraclete. That Jesus translated, he said paraclete. We had to translate it into English. So we had to pick one word, but it means more than that one. Comforter. Are you there? Teacher. Hello? 
Yeah. You see, some of you, you've lost a parent. You are still crying. You need the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. There are some losses. If he doesn't help you, realize that you are in shambles. You cannot. Hey, you can what? You what? You cannot. Yeah. Some of us who were at the funeral last Sunday, Saturday, we knew that he has helped us. Because we could not. We thought we were coming to disgrace ourselves, but he helped us. Hey. <laughs> Advocate. An advocate is a lawyer. Please, have you been in a situation you need somebody to talk your matter for you? You need an advocate. Yeah. Somebody should talk. Hey. In, in all facets of life, sometimes you are... Look, <laughs> a colleague of mine, when he was doing his PhD, I don't know what demon of a supervisor he had. And he was an older man who... He had chased the supervisor. When he now finished, put the thesis together, he went to see, chased the man, office, couldn't find him. Finally, he found his house on this third campus. The man opened the door, looked at him, collected what he had written, and then just threw it. Imagine a 40-year-old man running in the garden, picking the papers. You need a lawyer. I said, this one there, you need what? A lawyer. It's not just help you need, you need a lawyer. Somebody has to change that man. He's not worthy of being a, 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 a supervisor. Are you there? Yeah. And then it also means a standby. A standby. That's why you should have different, different versions of the Bible. If they've put it up there for you. The Amplified Bible. Are you in the church? Yeah. A standby. What's a standby? Think immediately about a generator. Uh-huh. People who live where there's a generator, you don't light her, they don't care really. They, they don't know. Especially if you have the automatic one that it just does that. Whether ECG they work or ECG they work, they can be there. Hmm. Amen. And sometimes you need a standby. Something that will just engage and help you in time of trouble. Hallelujah. I think you should put your hands together for that. And so as you, as you engage with the Holy Spirit, you begin to see that you begin to change. There are some of you, when they say exams, then you now go and sit down and say, I have to learn everything. And you see, you become a certain type of person because you discover from some of the courses you are doing that you cannot learn everything. So now you are a worried human being. Exam means headache. Exam means I don't sleep for the next eight weeks. Exam, you are stressed. And as you are stressed, you cannot eat, you cannot sleep, you cannot smile, you are depressed. But as you engage with the Holy Spirit, you begin to see that you are a different person. I say you are what? A different person. A different person. Yeah. Maybe as your parents were fighting in the house, you had become a depressed person, cantankerous, because you couldn't take it. But as the Holy Ghost begins to help you hold you, maneuver you, you'd rather even become the source of peace. And, uh, oh yeah, the source of peace. When you are around, they even like it because their fighting is less. <laughs> mercy. Tell never mercy. Then I believe last week I ended on the point where we said that after you're born again, a great change will come in your life if you learn how to pray and speak in tongues. Uh, that's one. I don't even think I need to revise it because the film stars revised it for us 
with a very powerful. I never knew some people could pray in tongues like that and they have been walking around the church. Hey! Please tell your neighbor, pray in tongues and let me hear. I need to hear. I need to hear. And if your neighbor is not minding you, tell your neighbor that, please, we want to see you after church. Being over here, we will pray over you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Nowadays, every Sunday is available. Push your neighbor say, every Sunday. No, it's true. You shouldn't have to struggle to, to speak in tongues. It's not a struggling matter. Do you understand? When I say struggle, because you don't have the opportunity or you don't hear the teaching, there are many people when they come the first time, they don't even, they're not able to speak in tongues. But as they hear the word, you go in there every Sunday, they speak, they speak. Your faith is built up and suddenly you are able. Until you speak in tongues, there's a dimension of prayer you can't enter. Yeah, especially long distance prayer. Ask your neighbor, what is the long distance prayer? Explain, long distance, long distance prayer. You see, when you pray one hour, one hour prayer is like 100 meters. 100 meters. It's over. It requires strength, but it's over. But when we decide that we are praying 24 hours, when we decide we are praying 7 hours, when we decide we are praying 36 hours, when we say we are praying 72 hours, then you realize that I need help from somewhere to keep praying. I cannot do it in my strength. Are you there? And that is where tongues really helps you. When you are afraid, speaking in tongues is a powerful help. Very powerful help. Yeah. Because you are speaking supernatural things. The Bible says you speak not unto men, but unto God. It's direct. Your enemy hovering around, cry, cannot hear. Hey. Hello, are you awake? Are you alive? And so once again, at the end of this service, I'll do the altar call again. You're not speaking in tongues. Come, follow them. Go in there. Some five minutes, ten minutes, they'll talk to you. Yeah. It is the best we can think that can happen to you. Hallelujah. After your salvation, to be able to speak in tongues. Wow. These days, my minstrels are on leave. They would have sung the song for us. <laughs> I've not mentioned anybody's name. Just look straight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Now, today, I want to just go through the last couple of points before we move away from this topic, and next week, we'll be dealing with something else. But after you are born again, a great change will come into your life if you change your friends. Let me just tell you something. If you had one set of friends when you are, were an unbeliever, and you still have that same set of friends, when, since you gave your life to Christ, I can promise you, you won't last. You will not last. You will not last. Mm. <laughs> you will not what? Last. Why? Oh, Charlotte, everyone on point today. I don't know who was there first, but they have woken up. It's in the scripture. First Corinthians 15:33. Be not deceived. You see, you are deceived to be with those same friends. It's a deception. And he says, evil communications corrupt good manners. Please, fine, can you give me the NLT? I need some 
brothel that they can understand. Hmm. You are with the same old friend, you will do the same bad things. Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good manners. Bad company corrupts good manners. Let me tell you something. Every bad thing you have done in your life, a friend helped you. Yes, a friend helped you. Recently, a young man shared with me how the friend took him to the room and showed him how masturbation is done. I've never heard such a story. Most people find their own way, but this guy, he was given a practical demonstration. He must have been about, he was a young boy. Young boy. Tutorials. Your very first drink that you drank, that today you cannot stop drinking. It's a friend. And they have all kinds of nice ways. Show that you are a man. What's again? Show that you are a man. The things hanging in front of you are not enough uh, 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 evidence that you are a man. What again do you need? Ah, please, I don't understand. I don't understand. Show that you are a man. What again do I need? Eh, what again? What again do you need? Do you, what, what proof do you need? You can see it. Oh, you don't have eyes. You don't have eyes. Then feel it and see. You can see that. You don't need anything else to show that you are a man. Yeah. Don't tell you that if you are a man, you have to have a girl. If you are a man. But you are a man, whether or not you have one. I mean, yeah. And then you have now become born again. And you have kept those friends. What do you expect to happen to you? It's just a question. What do you expect? Please, so those of you outside, if they want to come in with their chairs, allow them in. They just pick a chair, just walk in and put it down at the top of the aisle. I don't see why anybody should bend in the sunshine. Yeah, here vitamin D, more than so. And short here. Is that vitamin D short? I don't think so. They can pick chairs and just come in if you don't have any others. Beautiful. Beautiful. Amen. Yeah, that's it. Let's read the scripture so that I'll show you the thing. 2 Samuel chapter 13. I'll show you the effect of friends. Some friends, and when they enter your life, it came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister whose name was Tamar, and Amnon, the son of David, loved her. You see, so that's her half-brother who is lasting after her. But look, Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin. And Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend. Tell your neighbor, Amnon had a friend. Mm. You would not have had those problems in the exam room. It's your friend who taught you how to cheat. Hey. Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very subtle man. That's the same way as saying a sly man. Hmm. And he said unto him, Why art thou, being the king's son, lean from day to day? Like, why are you so unhappy? You are losing weight. Will you not tell me? And Amnon said to him, 
I love Tama, my brother, Absalom's sister. Look at Jonadab's number five, page M, verse five. And Jonadab said to him, Lay thee down on thy bed and make thyself sick. And when thy father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, let my sister Tama come and dress me meat and dress it the meat in my sight that I may see it and eat at her hand. Are you seeing the plan that he has been given? And so Amnon did exactly that. And of course, the father told the girl to go and make the food. And after she made the food, the guy raped her. Are you there? Yeah. Evil friend. The Bible said that the guy liked the girl, but he found it, he, he couldn't think of doing anything. It was a friend, and many of us are like that. On your own, many things, you will not think of doing it. Me, that's part of this story that even pains me so much that I don't even want to read it. When Amnon did this, he, when he raped the girl, two years later, the girl's brother killed him. So David was in his palace, thinking that all his sons had been killed. Then the same Jonadab, tell your neighbor, the same Jonadab. Yeah. Not another Jonadab, the same guy. He came to David and said, oh, oh, it's only Amnon who is dead. It's only him. She said, oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. The same guy, you are the cause of the deed. And now that the guy has paid with his life, you are the one coming to console his father now. It's only that your useless son that has gone. Only that one, Jonadab. As if it is something that he should be consoled about. Are you in the church? You have to change your friends when you become a believer. Yeah, you must change your friends. You must change your friends. <laughs> and, but they have not done anything to me. Why, why are you waiting for them to do something to you? <laughs> are you here? Oh, but because they have not done anything to me, I don't know how to. Yes, you know how to. Just move away. The Bible says, can two work together except they be agreed? So when we don't agree, your Christianity alone is enough to make them go the other way. They will even insult you as they are going. You every day, every day you say you are praying. Every day you are praying. Every day you are praying. Every day you are going to church. Every day you are going for rehearsals. Every day, why are you alone? You have church. It's very easy. It's very easy to step away. When I gave my life to Christ, you see, I had a certain group of friends. I didn't know this thing. I didn't have anyone to teach me what, what, what I'm sharing with you from Bishop Dark's book. I didn't know. But something, and I believe it's the Holy Spirit, told me that, Charlie, if you remain here, you backslide. I was doing my national service at the time. And as I was going back to campus, I was very worried for myself. Then an idea came into my head. Do you want to hear the idea? But today, I know it is a Holy Ghost idea. The idea was that every single one of your copies, your friend, when you meet them, tell them that, Charlie, I know dare you, I believe her. You may think it is easy, but in those days, it was not easy at all. I don't know about now. Every single one of them, when they came, I tell them, Charlie, I've changed. I had very interesting reactions. I had the reaction of one young lady who, as far as I was concerned, we were eight girls. She was the worst. She told me that, oh, if I am saved, then, then there's hope for all of them. <laughs> Can you imagine? I've meant it till today. <laughs> Amen. 
But I also had some very surprising ones. One of my friends who challenged that guy believed himself. Pa. He was the one I thought would, would insult me. And he rather said, I envy you, pa. I envy you, pa. Yeah. So I told them. And as soon as I told them, there was no quarrel, nothing. We just went our separate ways. We just moved into different lives. You are there trying to make them happy. So you come to church late so that they will not see that you are going to church. You leave without your Bible so they don't know where you are going. You come to church only once so that they won't say what they are saying. Be careful. Be careful. And so the next principle is going to help you. After you are born again, a great change will come into your life. If you fellowship a lot. If you fellowship a lot. Now, even as I read the point, what strikes my mind is the way in which people speak about church going these days. You see, when they are listing the ways of wasting time, they are church. <laughs> Don't waste time with your friends. Don't waste time doing this. Don't waste time in church. Hey, ask your neighbor, how can time spent with the one who made you be a waste of time. How is it possible? Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. You say you are a believer. Otherwise, tell me you are an unbeliever. Matthew 6, 33. It gives you what is there. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, you know, before that he'd been listing all the things we want in life. All of them will be added. And I find a lot of students, you waste your time watching movies. You waste your time with various friends. You waste your time walking around. Recently, I was blasting somebody who has not shown up in school since school reopened. And you are sitting at home up until now. Lectures have taken off. Things are moving. Are you there? And then when you come, you come and say that it is coming to church that's wasting your time. I, 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 don't, I don't understand. I cannot think far. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. Many of you don't go to, you don't even go to class. But how come you don't say it's the classes that I didn't go to that have given me poor grades? Oh, I've been here a while. I've been here a while. Yeah. Some of you, I have people, I have to monitor their class going. I said, when you get to class, take a picture of yourself in the lecture room. Take a selfie for me to see that you are in church, in class. Then you will come and save that church because you are an idiot. I'm sorry. We come to church, 7.30. As you can see, we are going towards the end. 10.30, that's it. You are gone. Even the 7.30 cry, you come at 9.00. 8, 8, 39. Yeah. 10, 10, 30. We're also out of here. That's it. That's the one service you have had for the whole week. You are as wise as somebody who eats one meal on Sunday for the week. That's how wise you are. Can you survive on only one meal? So, <laughs> I said, can you survive? If you like, even make it a banquet, but you eat it only on Sunday. Can you survive? 
Because the thing you need is fellowshipping with believers. That's what helps you to walk. Take us to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25. It's an instruction. It's an instruction. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. That's what we have done here. We have assembled ourselves together. As the manner, the, I think the RSV also says, as the habit of some is. There are some of you, you habitually miss church. Anything small, no, you are missing church. It, I don't even understand it. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't understand. Hey. Hey, Prince, I had cramps. Sure. If a girl is by you, tell her that cramps are a feature of life. You better just drink the medicine and let's get to movie and don't waste my time. Ah. Ah, it's even there. Thank you. Oh, Charlie, I think you should put your hands together to this morning for these people handling there. Ah, it's too nice. It's too nice. It's just working. Not forsaking this, the amplified version. Are meeting together as believers for worship and instruction as is the habit of some. You are one of those, it is your habit to keep on missing church. Then you will not change. What you are looking for, you will not see it. Because as you keep coming, something is happening. You are exposing yourself to the word, to the presence of God. Then he says, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. Don't joke about it. To us, we are here right now. We are discussing whether Third World War is beginning or not. And it will be the shortest and nastiest of them all. Because it's just one button, one button, and they have cleared whole countries. Vaporized. And you are sitting down there telling me that it's a waste of time to come to church on Sunday. I can be alone in my room. Really? Really? Have you seen charcoal in a coal pot before? Remove one coal and put it down. What happens? And you are telling me that you, charcoal, you can worship God in your room, the same room you have been masturbating in. The same room you have been watching porno in. The same room you have been fornicating with the girls in. You see, it's not my fault, you see. It's my father who said, listen, your father is a nice man, but he has no idea what you are facing here. You see, I am a pastor. I'm also a parent. I have stopped talking about it because I realize the parents cannot take it. They can't take it. When I tell them that they are beautiful little girls, this year, I called some parents. We were chatting. I said, look, Saturday they came to school. Sunday morning when they were going to call some girl, a guy was already there Sunday morning. They cannot bear to think that this is their beautiful flower that they are brought to school. No, some useless boy. It's just going to make a bono mattress out of her. With her approval. They cannot believe that that lovely son of theirs who in the house was saying, yes, mommy. Yes, daddy. That over here, he's seen Jama. Jama. Hmm. He can't believe it. But that's why we have a church. You want to see Jama? I beg you, leave where you are. Come, let's see it here. You want to feel like that? We're going to dance in here. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to 
going to sort ourselves out. Yeah. The assembling of ourselves together. Can you not see that the few weeks of preaching that you have had, your mind is working a little better. Some of you cobwebs, a few cobwebs, we've dusted it out of your head. Cobwebs. Push your neighbor, especially those at the back. Ask them whether the cobwebs are leaving. Are the cobwebs leaving? <laughs> hey. Are you in the church? Do not joke with it. And do not joke with the little that you do in the church. And me, I came to do it. I'm just helping the church. You are helping who? Excuse me. Before you came, the church was full. After you have left, it will be full. I beg you. The only you are helping yourself. I said you are helping yourself. You are getting yourself out of danger. Me, I am preaching because Charlie, I am helping myself. Oh. Ha! Don't joke. Don't joke at all. I want to go to heaven. And it's not so easy. And I need to pray. But I'm tired. I feel like sleeping. Then I remember that if I sleep, I'm going to have to preach and the preaching needs to be some way. I get up. I'm helping myself. The person who is first and foremost helped is myself. Whatever you do in church, the person who is first and foremost helped is yourself. As you come to the rehearsal, you have taken yourself out of a certain problem that is waiting for you in the room there. Don't joke. Don't joke. Yeah. Don't joke at all. Don't joke. Hey, but you see, now in these churches, you see, when you go, they waste your time. Are you wasting your time? Uh, please tell anybody, define wasting of time for me. Define it. And the TA or the lecturer who was telling you what exactly is the nature of his life? Don't even start. Tell anybody, don't even start. Don't even start. What is the nature of his life? Go and take a look. Some nominal Christian who does not even know scriptures in the Bible. Go and look. See whether the title professor, go and look inside their life and see. Go and see whether it's a life to copy or not. Hmm. Hey. Somebody is stepping on my toe. That's why I have to preach it. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Oh. Before I came here, I was a lecturer. Why? These kind of people were my classmates. Yeah. The current VC of UDS is somebody I worked with a long time. Yeah. So what I'm talking about, I know it well. Nobody, nobody should stand there. You see, you can say a lot of things. Just don't add God. Don't add God. What you are doing for God, just do it. Just do it. Yeah? Just do it. Before I became a full-time pastor and I'm ending, I was a lay pastor, which meant I had a government job. I was a research officer. I was also a part-time lecturer. And I worked hard, but I served God hard. Goodness, I did all. I don't see why you want to do half. Hey, it is God who's wasting your time. Really? I say it is God who's wasting your time. The one who is your helper, your advocate, your standby, your counselor, your teacher, that person is the one wasting your time. Hey, tell your neighbor, look straight and be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Fellowship a lot. It is what will help you. That is how you will even get to know other people and have friends in the church. Yeah. Very simple. Sunday, you are in church. 
We have basentes, little groupings that meet on weekdays. Join one. They meet for an hour, hour and a half. When they meet for an hour and a half, it's because they are gathering you who's wasting time. Fellowship. Don't joke with it. Don't joke with it. If you are doing something that is done on a Sunday, you are a chorister, you are an usher, you are a dancing star, you are what? A communion person, you are. Just do it. It is rescuing you. It is rescuing you. And the rest of you who choose not to do anything, I pray for you. Tell neighbor, it's also okay. Come and sit down. Just be a sitting star. Yeah. But whatever you do, never make God the reason. Never call him a waste of time. Never. Don't think that the campus that you have come to work on is sorting out anything for you. Don't imagine it. Today, in the Ukraine, whether you are a prof or you are a beggar on the roadside, same thing. May say that, oh, but that's the only one place. Really? Let me give you another example. Go to the mortuary. Whether you are a prof or you are a billionaire, or you are a beggar, you are in the same place. Don't start. Yeah. That is life for you. So you better make sure that who you are in Christ is established. You better make yourself start, stand strong. You better have friends in the house. People who can help you and keep you going. You better let your, your light shine. Don't put it under a bushel. Jesus was the one who taught us. So what is the use? Who lights a lamp and puts it under a bushel? As the semester picks up, you're going to hear a lot of nonsense. Most of it will be encouraging you to put your lamp under a, a bushel. In other words, cover it. Cover the fact that you're a Christian. Let wisdom prevail. Calm down on church. Only go on Sunday. Tell the person your pastor says that's a fool speaking. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. This Sunday, you are just going to pray for yourself. Lord, may I survive. Help me to be a Christian. Help me to be a believer in all circumstances. I need to also add that right now you are at a place where you do exams every few months. But very soon, you will finish school. And when you finish school, you will discover that life itself is a never-ending exam. If you cannot serve God when exams are three or four months apart, what are you going to do when life is an exam? How will you survive? Don't be like so many who've gone before you. Then they text me when they start working. Mommy, what you said was true. The way I'm struggling to serve God. Learn it now. When you get there, you'll know what to do. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to the Lord. Begin to talk to the Lord.
we be embedded in you. Help us to be light in your kingdom. Help us to shine. Help us to be real. Help us to stand with you. Help us to stand in front of all the difficulties that are ahead. Be with us, Lord, and help us. May we never take a step back over believing you. In the mighty name of Jesus, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, every head bowed, every eye closed. This morning, I just want to invite you to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you have been in church all your life, but you cannot recall having given your life to Jesus deliberately and by your own choice. I'm talking to you today. Or maybe you came just because somebody invited you, not necessarily because you know Jesus. I am speaking to you also today. Or maybe you have followed him closer before, but you've fallen back and right now you're not sure of your standing. All of you, today I'm speaking and I'm inviting you to give your life to Jesus. As every head is bowed this morning and every eye is closed, you're here, you're saying, I need to give my life to him to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. Just lift it. I see that hand. I see another hand. I see some hands all over the place. All over. I want you to allow the pastors to help you to come forward. The ushers also. Just come. Just draw near. Come to me. They'll show you where to stand. Just come. Just step out and come. Step out. Step out. Don't be shy. Somebody will join you. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. There's joy in heaven today because of you. Just take a step and come. Just take a step. You're saying, I'm not sure of my stand. Come so that we pray together. You must be sure. Just come. Just come. Outside, just step out and come. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. Your heart is beating at double the rate. It's a sign. The Lord is telling you something. Just step out and come. We're going to pray together. They're singing this song one more time as we wait for you. Just pray. Just come. God bless you. They are saying, should I come? Should I not come? Then step out and come. Step out and come. Step out and come. Step out and come. You're standing here this morning. I want you to pray this prayer after me and make it your own. And those of you in the congregation, just support us and join us. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. Amen. Father, I thank you for each one giving their life to you today. I pray for them, Lord. Grant them the strength of your spirit to stand and to keep standing. May they never reverse their march in their mind and may they never reverse. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. With all of me, I want to praise you. 
We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S. God richly bless you.